Welcome to a new edition of the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino. On this episode, we talk with entrepreneur and metabolic mentor, Vince Pitstick. He began his journey as a personal trainer and competitive lifestyle nutrition coach before dedicating the last 10 years to helping individuals overcome their health challenges and reach their full potential through functional and holistic nutrition coaching. He's got a great story from start to now. Enjoy. Great to meet you. Where are you located? I'm in uh, uh, right outside of uh, Tampa in the uh, St. Pete area. Okay. Yes. Beautiful down there. Yeah, I'm in Kansas City, Missouri. So, uh, well, hey, that's a great place, though. Nonetheless, great place. Yeah, my son actually. I was thinking about Tampa this morning. He's a big football fan, and Mike Evans gave a pair of gloves to a kid, and he was like, "I want to meet Mike Evans one day." And I was walking to the car, and I was like. When when are we going to be in Tampa? <laughs> there you go. There it was right go. there. Well, hey, man, thank you for taking a minute out. And I want to begin the conversation with the last three years, surviving and getting through COVID. How did you get through it? And how did it change you? Uh, yeah, so um, uh, great question. Uh, in uh, 2020, um, obviously, the world kind of shut down. And I had for two years prior to that, uh, had, um, it started investing in, uh, online, taking my business online. And, uh, I was met with a lot of resistance. I, I have, um, um, we'll say a medical health coaching organization that helps people, walk people through conditions or weight loss or uh, different things like that. Um, and online, other online health businesses and moving into the online space, they were trying to tell me that that I couldn't do that, that there was a gray to, to moving services like that online. And everyone was saying how we couldn't do it. And so in 2020, while um, my obviously family life and personal life um, and, you know, social life and, uh, you know, the life in the city that I was in was kind of shutting down, the professional life was taking off um, because everybody started looking for virtual care services. So it was this really weird um, dichotomy of being overworked and stressed about the world, but also being trying to manage uh, staff. Because at first we weren't sure, and I kept everybody on staff. I wasn't going to let anyone off, uh, lay anyone off or any of that. And so uh, making that decision to push through early on when we didn't know what COVID was, uh, and, and keep everybody and retain everyone was, um, propelled my business. It tripled that year. Uh, and, uh, so there was a really weird relationship with it. Uh, obviously personally for me, I'm, uh, I have a pretty strong, uh, process and lifestyle, the way I eat, the way I live my life. And I try to maintain that through the process, but I'll tell you that it was, it, it um, it was a really obviously challenging and growing experience. Um, and, uh, after, after that, I said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna move, you know, it's like life is short. You never know what's going to happen. And it's like, why not take risks? And, and, you know, I took risks in my business. I took risks where I moved. And, and, um, so in, in, in a very interesting way, I'm grateful for, uh, the challenge that it was. I'm not grateful for the lives that were lost and all those things, of course, but, but I am in retrospect, Grateful for some of the change that it created in me. So where'd you move from? I moved from Cincinnati, Ohio. Okay. Uh, to Tampa, Florida. Okay. Um, so yes. So now, now we're outside, like I said, just outside of uh, Tampa in a place called St. Peter, St. Pete. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, well, you know, and, and Cincinnati's like Kansas City, Midwest, you got the cold, you probably don't miss any of that. It's probably very welcome to geographically migrate to a new place. Yes, 100%. Yeah, absolutely. I, are you a sports fan? I am. So I don't know why the mayor did that last year, why they picked a fight with Kansas City in Cincinnati. It was the, it was the biggest mistake in the world. <laughs> yes. Yes, uh, it definitely was. Man. Uh, we- we don't learn sometimes. Uh, yeah. One of those things, I'm originally from Chicago. So okay. The feeling's the same. It's right. like the lovable, lovable losers. Uh, yeah. But, you know, there's there's a camaraderie around around that that you can, it, you know, it, it bonds everybody because it's like you pick the team because you love them. It's not because they win, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so wait, are you a Cubs fan? I am a Cubs fan. My that my son also said that this morning. His stepdad's a big Cubs fan. So this morning, and he's been saying it for the last two days, he said, I really want the Cubs to go to the World Series this year. And I'm like, when postseason begins, anything can happen. These kids could totally take off. They could. That's the funny thing about you know baseball too, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, and uh you you just never know. Never know. Cubs, Cubs chose uh as the deadline started to approach. They went in instead of selling out, and yeah. I was I was proud of them for that. And yeah. uh, it shows a, a distinct, I think, uh, message that what this organization now is about. And so I I, I like that move. Yeah, it was good. And then so far it's paying off. You know, yeah, it is. And anybody but Houston. In fact, Houston was in Kansas City this weekend, <laughs> and I've never seen him live. Altuve yeah. is crazy, man. He's just this little guy, but man, he is just he's all over the. And I. I didn't realize how much he talks the whole time he was out there. He's talking to the umpire. He's talking to people, talking to himself. Like, constantly that mouth is moving, which is probably a part of his strategy. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've watched a few games. It does seem to be a strategy. Yeah. So let's get to the essence of what you do for a living. I'm going to put you in front of a bunch of third graders. It's career day. One of the kids looks up and says, what do you do for a living? How do you answer yeah. that child? I help people achieve their potential through lifestyle um, and and um, nutritional change. We'll say it that way. I think okay. that if you're talking it. Um, so I have founded a, a network of organizations that work on different aspects of health. Um, I created a method um, in my journey. I was a very so kind of going back. Um, from nine years old, I was a, was a very sick kid, um, and we traveled around the country in many ways looking for solutions to my illness. Uh, we did not find many solutions in the um, in the in the medical system itself. We kind of uh, were let down. Uh, subsequently, uh, found it through healthy lifestyle therapy, other things that ended up working, uh, and then consequently. Got sick again in my, in my late teens, um, actually with drug addiction, believe it or not, um, battle drug addiction. And through the journey of that and the journey of my childhood illness, I discovered a whole nother, that there was a, I, I don't think a lot of people know that it's like, there's all kinds of healing modalities outside the conventional go to my doctor and say, I have symptoms. And, the problem with that world is it is 
It's not very organized. Um, it's not um, marketed well, and it leads to a lot of confusion about where to go. And then you're kind of it. You're kind of stuck trying a lot of different things, going to different types of practitioners. Whether you go to a you know a chiropractor or you go to um, a other like a like a naturopath or you go to a you know whatever. And it's a very confusing world and most people get lost. You know, there's a, there's a lot of jokers in that world too. Yeah. Uh, and so the challenge always was finding what was right for me amidst all the information, all the confusion and finding good practitioners that were great at their uh, craft. In that process though, um, I made many discoveries. I, it grew me up as a, well, it groomed me as to be a healer myself. Because I, I had to learn from me and, and, and through that process, I was able to develop a method. And so through fitness, nutrition, um, the, the right holistic supplementation, the right therapy services and the right practitioners behind me, um, I, I made full recoveries and I then took that and got into the health field myself, just starting as a personal trainer, but I included a lot of the things that I had learned. And uh, I got picked up by a global medical health organization called Metagenics, and I got to train under some of the best doctors in the world, and I learned about something called functional medicine. Um, functional medicine, to just so people understand, if I go to an endocrinologist, I'm looking at the endocrine system. So that's one system. I might have a myriad of symptoms. So I might have fatigue, maybe I have acne, hair shed, who knows. Uh, you know, I'm getting weight, you know. But if I go to an endocrinologist, they're only going to look at the endocrine system. However, the body has 11 systems. And when you have a chronic issue, meaning something that goes longer than six months, then what we know is 95% of those people have multiple systems that are operating together in some form of dysfunction that creates a symptom that you feel. Yeah. So it's a dysfunction of multiple systems. But we operate in a society, in a, in a Western medical health system, an allopathic system that only looks at one system at a time to divide the body up. And that's why we have more doctors, more pills, more science, but we're more sick than ever. Yeah. As a society and a culture. Because the way that we look at the body, we want to slice it up all nice and, and neat into its own islands, but that's not how the body works. So it's fundamentally opposed to healing. Now, I love great doctors. There's great medicine. If you have a gunshot wound, don't come to me. That's that's one system. Like what's hit you? Or it can involve multiple systems if it hits multiple systems. But cancer can be very targeted. There are things that Western medicine. I think does a great job with, don't get me wrong, but most of the things that people suffer from chronically on a day-to-day -day basis are called lifestyle related conditions. And if, if we don't change what we're doing as a society by 2030, every global health organization agrees by 2030, that's just, uh, that's six years almost now, you know, six and a half or something. Seven out of 10 people that you know will have a major lifestyle disease. Something that hampers their life, takes their vitality, takes joy away, uh, puts them on a bunch of pills, makes them dependent on the medical system. 
that's the world we're looking at, this very Orwellian kind of society uh, where we're, we're kind of stuck uh, giving the power back to the medical system because we can't stay healthy ourselves. Yeah. We're looking at it. It's the crisis and the pandemic of our time. Yeah. And so what happened to me um, in that journey and then going off and training under all these doctors and then becoming a, uh, what's called a consultant and going into networks and doctor's offices, helping them change their services, going to cash pay, holistic services, um, uh, functional health services, start incorporating other systems of the body into what they do, if that makes sense, right? Yeah. Um, I learned, I had a crash course over seven years of every type of modality, how they treat, how they look at the body. And then one day I was kind of called by God. It was calling for me that I wasn't going to fix it from the inside and that I needed to jump out and take everything that I learned and put it into a process and try to help people on the ground floor. I started that literally 10 years ago today. That's when Nutrition Dynamic was born and four clients in the back of a chiropractic office. Uh, And now today it is the largest um, medical fit health coaching company, one-on-one company uh, in the United States. Uh, it, it then, it then bore about seven other companies that all are in the same fight, which is the fight lifestyle disease. You know, you said, talk to that, the, the third grader, that third grader doesn't know it, but it'll be the first time in history that a, that generation, the generation prior the median age will not outlive the parents. Wow. Right. So we've gotten past medicine in terms of number of pills and how long I can keep you alive versus how sick we're getting has reached its tipping point. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's my mission in life. And now I've, I've got a hundred amazing 150 different coaches and practitioners and we all provide different virtual health services in what's called the vital, the vital network. We provide alternative care, which it's not really alternative anymore. People are starting to want something different. We just call it the new care system. Sure. Sure. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, uh, we can help people virtually anywhere in the world from home. Um, and, and that's kind of the big mission on, on the surface. You could just say it's think of it like some, uh, you get a coach with a doctor and they walk you back to health. Yeah. Very simple. simple. Yeah. So what did you want to be in the third grade? What was your dream to grow up and become? (laughs) Third grade, I wanted to be a basketball player. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm 5'11 on a good day. Yeah. Uh, And uh, so (laughs) that that kind of went away. But uh, I love sports. I was a big sports kid. You know, I love every sport. And, um, you know, uh, I'm, I'm, I had a lot of knee injuries, so it took me out of yeah later year high school and, and college athletics. And I'm grateful that it did because I can be good at building businesses and healing people my whole life. Yeah, you can only be good at sports for so many years. Well said. What? Who's been a hero for you in your life? Well, um, I, I guess my first Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan was like, you know, I got to grow up watching him and, yeah. you know, I'll say this, uh, Michael Jordan is a, is a, a great man. I, I don't know if he was the role model that I needed, uh, but he was a great man. 
Yeah. And I think there's a difference between great men and good men. I'm not saying he's not good. I'm just going to say he's great. Yeah. Um, I learned that there's a difference later. Um, uh, then after that, um, you know, there have been individuals of greatness, um, that, uh, I, I really got into, um, public speakers that really turned their lives around. There's, there's been a whole slew of them. Um, but Jim Brown, um, and, uh, and, um, actually, believe it or not, Steve Harvey, if you know his, his story. Yeah. His Harvey story is incredible. Yeah. But I'll tell you my number one hero when I got into health is Florence Nightingale. And people go, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> uh, Florence Nightingale is the original G of, of, of entrepreneurship in the health field. You know, she created, she founded mo- the, the best technology to ever happen in health, which was modern nursing and dietetics. And she did it in like 1880 when no one wanted to hear a woman's opinion. There was no place for a woman in the workplace. There wasn't even a name for nursing. She created it. Yeah. No, she created the first nurse in the system and the process. And now it's the greatest technology because there's nothing. There's no service delivered in health anywhere in the world that isn't delivered by a nurse. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and so I use that same spirit in me today because I believe where things are going is very soon, Joe, probably in the next decade. And you'll remember this video. You'll have it saved in clips somewhere. Modern nursing is going to go away to a certain degree and it's going to make way for the modern health coach or medical coach where there's nothing that you do that doesn't come with a coach to make sure that you do it correctly. Yeah. Because that's the human element of care that we're missing. Right. And, uh, I think you're going to Cleveland clinic, all the market forces, people don't realize it yet. They may not even know what a coach is or health coach or what does that have to do with medicine at all. They don't understand that yet. But in about 10 years, I'm like, Oh, you didn't get a call from your coach when you left the doctor's office or you, you know, because everything's turning into AI. You're going to put plug your symptoms in. AI is going to tell you, you either need to go to the doctor or here's the pills. And then Amazon's going to drop them off. You'll have that side of medicine. And then you'll have the side where it's individualized care and it's delivered with some form of coaching. Yeah. So what's been your best success story so far? One that always puts a smile on your face. Boy, there's, there's been a lot. I've worked with over 31,000 people. Um, in my career on all kinds of different conditions. The crazy thing is, um, you would think with just using supplementation, nutrition, mental health and wellness therapies, you would think that you could only do so much, right? But my discoveries over time have shown me that you're unlimited. Um, we've had, uh, I'll give you one. Um, her name was, uh, Mary. And Mary came to us two weeks uh, before she was supposed to have a liver transplant. She had um, she had autoimmune liver hepatitis. She had PSC. Um, and she had a whole host of other basically autoimmune liver conditions. Okay, um, and they said there's no way you can keep your liver. She came to us for three weeks, and I said. Have them hold off an extra three weeks for me. Give me, give me about six to eight weeks. In that time, we were able to reduce her liver scores. 
all liver uh, scores, almost over 50%, we were able to save her liver. Uh, and she now has a living fine, you know, generally pretty healthy with a full intact liver. Wow. Uh, so many different um, autoimmune conditions that were threatening her life. Uh, that's a pretty cool one. All the yeah. fertility stories, 17 years of infertility and then having kids. And, yeah. um, you know, uh, there was one scleroderma. Scleroderma is uh, a very nasty autoimmune disease where it hardens your skin into scales. And uh, I remember this uh, woman thinking that in a few years, she, their doctor told her that you, you might, you could die from that condition. And the one thing that she loved to do, her name was Barb. The one thing she loved to do was knit. And it gotten bad enough where she couldn't knit anymore. And we worked with her for about six months. And I remember I'm walking through the office back and forth when we had an in-person location. I'm walking back and forth in the office. And I'm busy and I'm not paying attention. And I'm trying to get through my day. And Tanisha, my assistant, kept trying to poke my shoulder and poke my shoulder. And finally, she pinched me. And she said, did you see who's out in the uh, lobby? No. Uh, Barb had been out there in the lobby the whole time for the last hour, just knitting, waiting for me, waiting for me to see it. And it was one of those moments, you know, because it was just so important to her. And so stuff like that, right, is what drives me. Because if we, if we stay just within the confines of standard Western medicine, millions of people are going to be left with lives that have, are stolen of vitality, of joy, of health, and it, it should be a birthright. And yeah. unfortunately, it's not. And and so that's what our mission is uh, with Nutrition Dynamic, the main coaching company, uh, and the rest of the vital enterprises, from our supplement company, New Ethics, to, um, to our medical clinics, Vital Medical. So as the leader of this organization and everybody that you're helping, you're in charge, everyone has a perception of you, family, friends, clients, colleagues, but you ultimately run it. What's your perception of you? Who do you think you are? I am essentially every day I wake up uh, as at a a base norm where uh, my base, my set, I'll say my subconscious mind where I'm, I'm still that for at least an hour in the morning, I'm still that 15 year old boy, um, who, uh, who feels, who feels lost, misheard, misunderstood, uh, and not enough. And from that place, I get my humility and then I get my confidence from God and I, set out to rectify that feeling by helping others. That's about as honest as an answer yeah. you're going to get. Yeah. Right. And, but that keeps me humble. And so I've learned to love that a little bit, just not being into it, you know, when times are hard because everybody still does expect you again, the staff and everything that we do. And as big as it's gotten, um, you can tend to look larger than life. Like you don't do anything wrong. And I make sure to get rid of that. Uh, pretense or connotation right away because you'll never live up to that. At the end of the day, I remember what it was like when nobody believed me and I couldn't get well. I start with that individual and then from the confidence of God, I go out and I serve, you know, and, and, and that goes away and I can, I can assume the position 
that I believe that I was put on earth to do, which is to lead others, to help others and grow and give. You know? Yeah. I think that's the best way. I think that's the best way to describe it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you've done yeah. a wonderful way of describing how you deliver your services and kind of how the medical industry works. So anyone out there that's listening that wants to hire you, learn more about you, your companies, where can they go? Yeah. Uh, what would be easy is you go to uh, VincePitStick.com. Um, but it's pit and stick. I, like, you know, there's a funny story. Uh, it's, it's a German last name, uh, but it's an Australian deodorant. So, uh, they, cause they changed it. They changed it at Ellis Island when we came across. I'm like third generation, you know? Yeah. Uh, I'm like Italian, German or yeah. Italian, German kind of like, and, uh, anyway, but they can go there. Uh, nutrition dynamics, singular, not plural.com is a great place to get a lot of resources and, and stuff like that. And if they just want to learn about, Hey, is there another option? Do I have to take these pills? Yeah. Do I have to see this doctor? It, could there be something else to help me with the way I feel? I don't feel right and nobody can tell me why or, I, or I'm getting older. Is this just age or, or could I be better? Right. I can answer all of those questions in ways that people have no idea with my 18 years of traveling the world and figuring out what's really what. And you can learn about a lot of that information because I deliver it freely. A lot of it on my Instagram which is Vince underscore Pitstick. We do, we do live trainings on there all the time. There's, there's videos, education. We've got so much um, because we're trying to get the word out. Only about 22% of people know anything about alternative functional medicine. They don't know anything about health coaching or, or alternative services online. So the, the coming out party is, is we thought COVID was it. Uh, we know it's coming. And so we just want people to be aware. Like you're not, you don't have to, you're not stuck. Yeah. Going to the same doctor and doing the same circles, you know? Yeah, yeah. Vince, you've done a wonderful, wonderful turn of, of, of explaining everything and, and really illuminating a lot of things. This has been great. Oh, thank man. you. Thank I you. appreciate it. Thank you for your time, sir. Appreciate thank it. you. Thanks for tuning in to another famous interview with Joe Domino, where we cover the world of art, literature, business, spirituality, music, and more from around the globe. Our esteemed theme music was composed and produced by the great E.E. E. Pointer of Kansas City's River Cow Orchestra. If you want to hear more interviews, visit the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino channel on YouTube. You can also find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thanks again for listening, and until next time.